there's no defense against the will of God. There's no court of appeals in hell. The end times have come, but not in flames, but in mist. And in another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. Uh, today, uh, today, I am your host, Brendan, the New Blood. Or also today, you can uh, refer to me as the Misty One. The Misty. Uh, with me, as always is the uh from the sound of your voice i would say freshly rejuvenated ian with two e's ian how you doing are you feeling better you sound better i still get a little cough a little cough that's what they called me in high school little cough. <laughs> um i'm doing fine doing fine fine it's my go-to answer doing fine ian goes to be in <sighs> i think anybody <laughs> i think anybody with like um depression or anything just immediately goes to that Help answer themselves. because if you really tell people what they what yeah. you're really feeling like <laughs> yeah. you're just gonna bring down the party of the entire room so you're just exactly. like yeah i feel fine, I feel fine. <laughs> do you really want me to dump everything out on the plate for you right now because i will but you're not gonna want it trust me you want to tell you how i'm really feeling brendan <laughs> yes no, you're not ready for that. Yeah. Okay. What have What have you been up to recently? Have did you, I uh, talk about all the mangas that I read last cast? No, I think the the big thing you talked about. Wait, if uh, you you did mention Junji Ito last cast, but did I mention all of the mangas that I read after that? Uh, I I don't think so. I think you only talked about Junji Ito. Perfect. Let me talk about Junji Ito again, because this guy, fantastic artist, fantastic writer, um, read... No, wait, I think I did. Yeah, because we talked about um, um, Dissolving Classroom, did we not? Oh, yeah, you said you weren't uh, super impressed with that. No, I, I liked it. Oh. It was good. It was great. Um, I liked it more than Gyo. Goyo? Gyo. 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 Yeah, it was fun. It's a very fun manga. Very fun manga. I can't tell if it was like through the Discord, um, which is uh, linked on our Twitter, or if it's if it was on the cast. Good shout out. Thanks. That was slick, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I will talk about a fantastic sequel that I watched called Book of Shadows Blair Witch Part 2. Hell yeah. Um, the year 2000. Great year. Great year. Um, not a great movie, though. Not a great movie. It was a direct slap in the face to the franchise, in my opinion. Um, if it wasn't attached to the Blair Witch, um, for the first movie, it would it would be it wouldn't be that bad. It would not be that bad of a movie. Um, apparently, Kyle enjoyed this as as he to- as he's told me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it in like 10 plus years, but last time I saw it, definitely. I definitely enjoyed it, but it's been a while. It's been a minute. I'm not sure you keep the same enjoyment. I think it's I think it's going to be a Deep Blue Sea moment. Well, yeah, happens. I was just about to say, as we've discovered with Deep Blue Sea and Anaconda now, I don't like those as much as I used to either. So, you know, we're just going through a time machine of nostalgia and some stick and some don't. No? Yeah. Some stick and some don't. Um, a two big highlights that I want to um, sh- give a shout out to would be um, Yes, Madam, which is a uh, Michelle Yeoh film. It is 
from 1985. It is a classic Hong Kong action film. I think one of the best that I've seen so far. Um, definitely like top 10, top 15 for sure. Um, great action, great choreography. The only gripe, the only gripe I have with this film is the lack of buddy cop moments. Like um, Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia, um, what's her name? Cynthia Rothrock, I think, that, I think her name is. I think it's Rock. Um, yeah. Fantastic fighters and martial artists. Um, they had a good dynamic, but it wasn't shown that much. And I, I just needed more. I just needed a little more feeding and it would have satisfied me. But I didn't get it. So that's why it's not a 10 and a 10. Um, and then I capped off the Godzilla um, trilogy with Godzilla versus Kong. Not as bad, not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was very enjoyable. Um, the char- There's like character developments in the monsters' faces and like um, some just great moments during their fight. It is a very surprising movie and I highly recommend um, Godzilla versus Kong. Out of your um, films that you watched this last week, which one gets the... I'm going to start this. I'm going to make this a new thing right now since you watch so many goddamn movies. Um, what's going to be this week's Ian weekly recommendation based on the ones you've seen this week? Like, Out of all the ones you've seen, which one are you putting on top to recommend the audience? I would have to recommend um, Yes, Madam over... Godzilla versus Kong because that it, it's probably not for everyone. It's I just had a lot of fun and um, I was very surprised um, throughout that film. But um, yes, Madam is is fantastic. It's a fantastic uh, action movie. You heard it here, guys. Everybody, go watch Yes, Madam. That's his weak movie recommendation. I, I'll think of a way clever name. This is on the spot. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what you guys want from me, but yeah, it'll get better. Well, that's it for me. Nice. And also with us is the... Uh, oh, I had something good written down, but now I can't find it. Um, the I'll take ever- that. Yes, <laughs> Kyle. Well, I had some good written down, but you can't find it, Kyle. That's me. You heard it here. Um, uh, I haven't watched anything except for... Um, <laughs> except for mist and pray but pray Ooh, um talk to us. yeah 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 pray we'll this talk about is, i'm gonna let i'm gonna let brennan go first with what he's done this week because then we'll just cap it off with a joint discussion on that so brennan what have you been up to this week hey we talking joint discussions man <laughs> uh okay so be, uh, before we get into the pray i think that's the only movie i watched this week um, classic but uh i did uh since i'm doing coverage of american horror stories uh episode three released on thursday with uh, bella thorne um i hate how they're trying to make her an actor because she is not an actor she's terrible Mm. though she's the best thing in that episode um this is a hot take i have something to interrupt with real quick okay um the um, main actress in the new Scream, I feel the same way about her. I think her name is... Jenna um, Ortega? 
Mm, no, not her. Melissa Barrera, the one who plays Sam. Oh, wait, wait, Jenna or Jenna Ortega is not in that. I'm sorry. Uh, she is. Yes, she is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she is. So, so her sister. sister, her older sister, the okay. one that's dating Jack Quaid. I I think she's just um, no. I, I I guess there's really like no way that you could have no offense for the way I'm about to say this, but I just think that she's a really bad actress, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't get everybody's love for her. But you know, more power to her. I'm just saying. Um, every time she's on screen, I want to turn the movie off. But continue. Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. You're right. Racists gonna ra- race. Yeah, racists gonna rate. Um, race. Uh, racists gonna race. Race. Uh, yeah. So episode episode three, not that good. Um, also continuing my coverage of Pretty Little Liars Original Sin. I still cannot believe I enjoy this show as much as I do. Um, I it it feels kind of cringe every time I go to to watch another episode, but this show is just getting better and better. It's there's so many references that like there's deep cut references in this. Show. There's a reference to the movie, the eighty one uh, slasher movie, Peeping Tom. Like what the fuck? Why are you putting that in this show? And I'm just so surprised with how much care and effort and I love for horror that they're actually putting in this show. Um, so m- more power to them. And it's, it's It's very scream. I know you did last summer and I'm just very pleased. Um, nice. But, but pray. Um, so Brennan, what do you think about pray? I'm so jealous. I, I really, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I feel like the majority of things that I've been reading and have about it have been fairly positive. It's cool to see, like, I'm assuming this is predators origin story on earth. Mm, um, probably not, but true. Um, but you know, I, I just thought that the main girl in that was badass when she ties that ax to her wrist mm-hmm. and like the movements <laughs> she does when she's chucking it from tree to tree, like, God damn, I would not mess with that woman. Um, I, I, I really liked the setting that they put it in. I thought that, that, that was interesting. And I liked how, um, they tied everything into her becoming a hunter. And I actually, I actually, I, I don't, I don't want to say too much cause I don't want to spoil it. Um, uh, what did, what did you think? Wait, Ian, did you see this? No, oh, okay. no, I okay. did not. Okay, just okay. Not yet. Why do you why do you sound so disappointed? Cuz I love Alien and Predator franchise, the Alien and Predator franchise. Right. Um and I haven't had time yet to watch this cuz I've been at work. And I well, let me ask the you, Mist. Let me ask you, Ian, <laughs> what are your hopes going into the movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, good question. I have zero hopes. I just want to watch uh I'm I'm just adding another um Predator movie to the to the old the old list there, the old uh, mantle. Um, it can't get worse than the last Two. film. That's true. So I'm excited in that way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited. I think you're going to be, I think you're going to enjoy it. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, I, I have a problem with the hyperbolic comparisons that are happening online about this movie, but Oof, um, yeah. I think that it's oh, uh, oh oh yeah yeah the the Top Gun thing 
yeah, I'll I'll mention that in a second, just because I think it's I don't understand it, but um, I yeah, think the movie's really good as a Predator movie. It doesn't do anything that like revolutionizes this series. You're not gonna come in, and and that's where I have the problem with the comments because like, um, here I'll just go ahead and, and read the tweet. It's Prey is to the Predator franchise what Top Gun Maverick is to Top Gun. Which that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I it, don't understand the comparison. They're making a lot of comparisons to Maverick. A lot of people, not just him. And I think they're just like mentioning this to sound relevant or something. but Or to get like trending shit on their Twitter. Which, I mean, to be fair, Joe Russo doesn't need to tweet this to trend because he just put out a movie last week and was trending for it. So I I, I don't know why he would say this because... You have the Predator or Prey, which is coming off of two terrible films, <laughs> and you're you have Top Gun Maverick, which is coming off one of the probably like it's very well received and one of the most like appreciated '80s films of all time. So I don't get the comparison, and is in terms of quality, I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, but from everything I've heard, and I and I I believe it because I know what they've put into constructing the scenes in that film and the practicals and using real jets and really dogfighting. It just the, like the technical aspects of it. You're not getting that in prey. Okay. <laughs> you're not. And that's not to say that prey, um, praise quality suffers because of that. It's just, it's, it's a very safe movie in a lot of ways. Really? I think it feels ambitious. How so? I I think that the the story that they're trying to tell, um, I, I'm not I'm not sure who who Prey was written by, but I I feel like they were trying to kind of push the envelope a little bit by giving us uh you know the lead character that they are, um by you know just I I I'm I'm trying to to find certain ways to say things without without spoiling it, um. I think that they tried to push the envelope with certain things, and I think that they succeeded in some spots and didn't in others. See, I think the story, and Ian, we won't talk too much more about it, but just I, I do want to talk about it. I mean, we're not spoiling anything, so you know, chill out, dude. Um, but um, I, I do think that um, the movie's story is very basic but I think that is its strongest and its weakest. It's almost like its greatest strength and its greatest weakness, its story, because it, it doesn't break the mold and tell like some crazy story, but it, it works with the predator and the series and what they're trying to do. It's not a bad movie. And the guy is, knows how to make a movie. Like the cinematography is awesome. And the directing is really good. And I even watched the dubbed version, which um, the language escapes me right now. Kamachi, C O M A C H E, right? Yeah. So I watched it in that, and I would highly recommend that if you can, if you're not prone to hating subtitles, like if you're cool with watching movies with subtitles, I would recommend that because it is way more immersive, way more believable, and the dubbing of it is very good. It's not shitty. Wait, so, so I mean, so it's that language over top of English people yeah. who are speaking English. Speaking English, yeah. Oh. So there are times that you can yeah, you can tell what you're talking about. 
like you're going to be able to notice, but the voice acting in that language in that dub is very good. So it's not it's not distracting. It's only sometimes visually distracting, but um, it it doesn't take away from the experience. It definitely adds to it, in my opinion. But I, I kind of wish it was the other way around, actually, because I was wanting them. Because when I saw that there was a second language version, I was thinking, oh, shit, okay, they're just offering the English language version up front. Yeah, I was. That would have been fucking awesome if that they went full so commit bad. on it. Like it would have been amazing if they fully committed to that. I just my guess would be that they just there's not a lot of actors that speak that natively like well. Yeah. I would assume, and so it was probably hard for them to do that. But oh, dude, I thought about that though. I was like, man, if this was just like if they just <laughs> fucking like full lean send. into this, like that would have been so cool. But um, I, I do think the dubbing does work really well. Like I said, I watched the whole movie like that. I would recommend this movie. I'm definitely adding it to my collection. But um, but it's a streaming, so who knows if they'll ever release it. They'll do it. They got to. It's a Predator flick. They got to. But I hope they do anyway. But we'll see. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are, Ian, because I know you're going to watch it probably this weekend. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's get into the list, guys. Oh, wait, Brendan. Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah, we went over you. Never mind. Yeah. I didn't have much good to do say. Do you see that, though? What? Do you see that? Over right. the lake? Did I, did I what? What is happening? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. What, what, is, what are you asking? <laughs> I was trying to create a segue for you. Oh, oh, Jesus. It's a mist over the lake. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to... <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to cover you our... <laughs> What did you do? <laughs> uh, this podcast is going off the rails. Um, so the movie were... <laughs> <laughs> that was spit out by water. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So today we're talking about a movie from 2007. Uh, this is a movie that ticks off <laughs> two seconds on our on our. Uh, wonderful podcast it is our second movie from 2007 uh first one being trick or treat uh huge fan of that one uh in the other is this is thomas jane's second appearance on our podcast hashtag my punisher yeah boy hashtag my punisher but today we are talking oh wait uh actually real quick uh let's get into some uh movies from the year uh 2007 let's uh jump back into that stomp the yard 2007 another predator movie came out this year predator aliens versus predator requiem oh avpr honestly kind of a banger stop um <laughs> oh come on uh, dead, dead. Oh, side. come on, me to Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Dude. <laughs> don't, don't it's scream. fun. That's fair. I, th- I think it's fun. Teacher um, zone. Teacher zone. Yeah. Uh, we got the uh, the American version by the original director, uh, Funny Games, in two thousand seven. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. A, that's a pretty good one. We also got uh one of my favorite I would actually probably say my favorite James Wan movie, Dead Silence. Oh, I just bought that recently. That movie sucks. It is good. I agree. That's very good. 
Um, anyone remember uh, Good Luck Chuck with Dane Cook? I do. Hashtag Salt and Theaters. <laughs> God, man, what happened to that guy? Uh, he. Oh my God, he just well, like I know what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> the other day on the other day on Instagram, he posted um, after five years of dating. Uh, He's marrying I, like his nineteen-year-old. I'm marrying my. Well, she's twenty-three, um, and so uh, everyone's just pointing. My age. I, I, yeah, she's marrying me. Okay, that's. Hot. I was never allowed to watch Good Luck Chuck. Yeah, you're better off for it. So. Yeah. Um, but we also got uh the Robert Rodriguez Quentin Tarantino vehicle Grindhouse. Any any fans of that one? Have not seen it. Not, I haven't seen it either, dude. And this actually, Death I just recently bought it. I just recently bought it, but I have not seen it. But I bought it, you know, so I can watch it, so I can catch up, you know, fill that gap in my. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've seen Death Proof, but I haven't seen the other one. Like, to just sit there and watch all, like, with all four hours, the extended version with the the opening machete trailer, and then you have Planet Terror. And then you have an Eli Roth, Edgar Wright, and then a Rob Zombie fake movie trailer before Death Proof. Like it's yeah, right. it's an amazing four hours. Yeah, that's I right. Think. Yeah. Um, and any other movies from two thousand seven that that any, that you guys wanted to to bring up? It was a good year. Rob uh, Zombie's Halloween. Yeah, dude. Not like as Rob bad Zombie. as everyone says. Actually, Correct. very enjoyable. One hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. I mean, he gets oh. shit on for everything, but we've talked about oh, that. We won't yeah. go into it again. But <laughs> we could, we could. <laughs> Third <laughs> we episode in a row. Well, three weeks yeah, in a row. Fucking. How about God the monsters? <laughs> uh, Twenty-eight weeks later. Um, oh. Underrated uh, sequel. Underrated sequel, and also Dysteria. It's pretty. That's good. a good movie. It's pretty good. Yeah. Patrick's all in theaters, and I enjoy that movie. It's fun. It's fun. He was coming off of his like holes and even steven's era like yes that was before he turned into a fucking asshole whoa yeah Yeah. allegedly i also really like 30 days of night oh Um, slaps yeah that movie's really good and i'm really pissed off because the few times that i've brought it up and i think this was before you brandon but the the few times i've brought it up to want to do it on the podcast it always gets shot down but i really like that well i mean i i like that movie we need to cover it in like winter. Yes, hundred percent. Also, like, I, what are your guys' thoughts on Josh Hartnett being a leading man? I I think he can pull it off. I accept it. I'm not against it. He's all right. Everything I've seen him in, um, he's he's come through. I mean, we got Thirty Days of Night. We got Halloween H two O. Oh, the guy with the bad hair. Cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy with the weird hair. Yeah. Gotcha. What else? I mean, is there anything like is faculty. he a leading man in anything else? I mean, the, yeah, the faculty. I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows. Who knows? Also, uh, knocked up. I don't know if you guys like that. That was two thousand seven. Oh, that's a great movie. Are you talking about the uh, Chet Apatow movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Oh, and the last thing, I am Legend. I am not a fan of that. Here's all right. Ooh. Here's Ghost Rider came out. That's a good movie. Hashtag Song Theater. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Big Super bad. Here. Super bad. Uh, one of the best comedies of all time, in my opinion. One of the best comedies of all time. 
Easy, yeah. Oh, and then sunshine. We got Danny Boyle popping out sunshine in 2007. What? Go, everybody, go watch Sunshine. Don't listen to Ian. It's a good movie. <laughs> I haven't even said anything, but <laughs> Alien versus Hunter, though, that came out in contention good... with. Um... No, I've never seen it, but um... <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> I think it's like one of those. Um... What are they called? Shoot, like the Walmart brand movies? Asylum. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see it, though. What's your guys' opinions on Hot Rod? Oh, I, I fucking love that movie. I think it's so great. I love Hot Rod. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. Ultimate good Punch. Movie. Oh, Jesus. I haven't thought about that movie. In- da- uh, Danny McBride in that is... That might be one of my favorite roles of his. I love Danny McBride. Okay, well, we won't stay in this for too much longer, but I do have to ask, what's your guys' opinion on, because um, I've never seen this, but everybody talks like really highly of it, uh, Time Crimes? Have you guys seen it? Yes. What um, The it, Spanish it, film? Yeah, yeah. would Kyle like it? I think so. I like Time Travel. Yeah, it's about time travel. I do it's like good. Time. It's a good thriller. Okay. Um, it's always been on my radar, but I've, I've just never pulled the trigger on it. It's not like super um, great, but it's it it is a good watch. It's a good watch. Okay, you might you might like it more than um than you think. Thanks. <laughs> Love it. But today we're talking about two thousand and sevens, The Mist. Written and directed by Frank Darabont, and it appears that this is the last movie he's uh, he's made. He's still alive. Uh, he ma- he made quite a few bangers, I would say. Um, one of the best Nightmare on Elm Street's uh, Dream Warriors. Uh, I've seen he, that. that. That movie's solid. Um, he was the writer for that. Uh, he wrote The Blob in uh, 1988. The Fly 2 in 89, and then the Oscar-nominated Shawshank Redemption, which is his first um, Stephen King adaptation. Why did you laugh when you said that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just think it's funny. I, I think it's really crazy to, like, to, to look at his, uh, his, his list of work going mm-hmm. from Nightmare on Elm Street to The Blob to The Fly to one of the best movies ever made one of the best movies ever made um i just think that's and i i think it's incredible i think it's well mm-hmm. deserved um I, th- I i personally think he's a really good writer mm-hmm. um and then uh five years later he follows that up with another uh double oscar nominated movie which is another stephen king adaptation the green mile um so that that leads me into uh, a question that I have for you guys. Before I ask you what your thoughts on the movie were, thoughts on the movie is, do you think this being the third adaptation from Stephen King that he did, that they were trying to make an Oscar-worthy horror movie? No. Oof. With the way it shot? No way. Not sure about that. Um, not sure. No, I don't think so. I'm just gonna say no. I'm just gonna say no. No. Okay. That, that, no, the no, writing that, that, is good, but um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I want to know the budget of this movie first before I, before I answer. <laughs> uh, 18 million. It's actually 18. pretty low, I think, for 2007. So it feels, that feels low. Your question was, do it's I think location though? Sorry, go ahead. He's trying to make like an elevated horror film. Well, I, I, I'm just thinking that with this being an MGM and a Weinstein film in 2007, I, it wouldn't be that far off for them. I, I think for them to take someone who's made two Stephen King properties and made them Oscar nominated movies to think that they can bring him on to make for a smaller budget, uh, to take another Stephen King story and try and make something Oscar worthy out of it. Well, I mean, we don't know. So let's break it up into two questions. Do we think that they were trying to make an Oscar winning horror movie? Sure. We'll say yes. Did they succeed in doing so? No, they did not. (laughs) I Uh like, unless he's on record, I mean, and he would never go on record probably saying like, yes, I was trying to make an Oscar, (laughs) an Oscar winning horror movie. But just based on how it's filmed and the tone and how much it splits, like it doesn't, it seems more messy than his other work. That's what I'll say. What about the fact that it was supposed to be in black and white? Ooh. I would have been for that. That would have been cool. Yeah. Right? I think it would have helped with the... CGI would have looked a lot better. Yes, exactly. CGI would have looked better. Monsters would have looked better. Um, But, uh... Yeah. um, Okay, so... Oh, oh, totally, yeah. Um, So, uh, Ian, I'll I'll start with you. Uh, Do you have any any history with this movie? Uh, Any history with Stephen King in general? Um, And what were your thoughts? Would you add it, buy it? All five questions, go. All five questions. (laughs) Let me answer it in three seconds. Um, No, I have unknowingly watched a lot of Stephen King films growing up. Obviously, Pet Cemetery, um, Cujo, The Ligoniers, things like that. Um, Body Bags. Is that Stephen King? No, I think that's John Carpenter. That's John Carpenter. That's John Carpenter. Um, So I have seen a lot of his work. Um, I have not read a single one of his books, um, but I think there's enough media. I mean, it as well, like the nineties, it, um, I think there's enough media out there to warrant like that. There's enough good media out there to, to warrant, like, I guess not warrant not reading his books, but like, there's other things that, that you can do that, you know, there's other media that you can you can service his his uh, his work for right um i do like this film i do have a little history uh with it it is uh one of the early earlier films i was eight years old when this came out so um i do remember watching this as a child um i remember it being pretty all right but the ending being very very memorable and um that carrying on i don't think i've seen um as i think it's one of the most polarizing um endings in a horror film for Mm -hmm. sure um i would add this to my collection um either dvd or blu-ray i think i'd go for a dvd though 
I don't like it that much. I don't like it that much to to, to buy a Blu-ray or a Steelbook. Definitely not a Steelbook. All right, Kyle. Same. All five questions. Go. Um, I this is my first time seeing the movie. Um, I'm a fan of Stephen King. I've read um a handful of his books, and I grew up watching a lot of his straight to TV films, and obviously, you know, the big hits, the bangers, the shinings, all that kind of you know stuff. Um, most recently, watching uh, Christine, things like that. Uh, I think that his books translate into movies are like 50-50 and sometimes they work out really well and sometimes they don't. And I think a lot of the times it depends on, you know, obviously the talent that they get to make the movies. Um, I think this is one of those situations where they got really good talent to make the movie. And I just don't know if this was the story that works best for his style of writing. And people will probably say that I'm wrong about this because a year later he did uh pro- like pre-production on the walking dead and created the like you know the the show adaptation of the walking dead and this shares a lot of the same themes um you know the whole uh, it's not the monsters that are monsters it's the people that are monsters kind of thing and um this movie is kind of weird and all over the place for me i think it has a lot of tonal shifts like kind of what Eden was saying at the ending. The ending was very polarizing, but not because of what happens necessarily, but because the entire movie doesn't really follow that same tone. It kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, I think the characters are very generically written, and I'm not sure if they're the same. Like, I'm not sure if it's translated the same in from you know the Stephen King novel. I know that to fit a huge book into a two hour film is very hard to do, especially when you have, um, it's not like the shining where you have like three or four characters in the whole movie. You have like 30 characters in this movie. So, um, there's no backstory that you could really tell. And I think that's really where I had a problem with, cause everybody seems so cookie cutter as like, all right, here's your radical religious person. Here's your dumb hick person. Here's your, uh, here's your, um, skeptic here's your racist person here's it and it just none of them were fleshed out and it just seemed like i didn't care about any of them none of the things that were happening were very compelling to me um but i think that the ending is fucking awesome and so so with the bad stuff out of the way (laughs) i I I think that the gore is actually um it surprised me because I wasn't expecting it to go as hard as it did. And this whole thing just seems like a uh a walking dead 0.5. Like as far as the gore factor and as far as like the human to human conflict and them being stuck in a location with an outside, you know, threat and having to deal with you know, people that are polarizing to each other. And I think like this was definitely a testing ground for walking dead. And I think this proved that he can make the walking dead. Cause he did a great job with the first few episodes of the walking dead or maybe just the first one, but he's, he started the first season and I think it worked out great. But, um, I, I would add this movie to my collection if they made like a really cool arrow edition or something, probably like if they, like if they made a really cool case, I would probably get it. 
Um, but just by itself, like a standard kind of generic looking poster Blu-ray, I probably wouldn't buy it. I There were times I enjoyed it, but I would say for the majority of the movie, I was really bored and um, kind of confused, not because of the story that was being told, but just because of the, the tonal shifts and the the character arcs and the decisions that they made. But Brennan, how do you feel about the movie? Um, I love this movie and going back on this watch, I, I obviously I'm what you said about the whole people versus people kind of thing that, that he really worked on in the walking dead. Um, that, that, that rings true to kind of my reviewing of this movie. I kind of got, uh, kind of parallels to the, the pandemic. But except in this one, it's the psychos that kind of wind up on top because, you know, when the pandemic happened, you had the rational people. And then on the other hand, it was rational people versus the insane batshit people who think that, you know, vaccines have fucking microchips in them. Whereas in the real world, the rational people have kind of, in a way, won that but in this world you have this outside force that's coming in and trying to kill you and the irrational people are actually the ones that are fine um so i thought that that was kind of a very interesting uh way of looking at this film in 2022 but i i love this film i'm a big stephen king fan i haven't read a crazy amount of his work but uh, with exception to The Shining, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his stuff. Um, I would definitely add this to my collection. Uh, actually, there might even be a, a Scream Factory release of this, and if there is, I would um, I would totally buy it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if anyone was going to say anything. I was right that wave. I want to see how long. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, so uh, let's before we really get into it, let's talk about this this ensemble cast. Um, the cast for this is kind of wild. You have Thomas Jane. Hashtag uh, <clears throat> my Punisher was was this, this was after Punisher, right? It yeah. was, and there's a moment where he goes into the um, pharmacy and he picks up mm-hmm. a comic book. I freezed it on the point where he picks up the comic book. And I was really hoping, it was really Hellboy. hoping it would have been the Punisher. It's Hellboy. Yeah. And right next to that is there The is Walking Dead, which is pretty yeah. ironic. Yeah. There is a copy of Punisher in that shot, though. Really? Um, I did not see and, it. Um, and then we have uh, Marsha Gay Harden, who she, what is, she's in Weeds, right? Is that the show that she was yes. in? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that she fucking kills this role kyle i know you think that the characters are a little boring but (laughs) i think that the boring i think that the charisma she has and once she faces down the bug and it walks away just the change in her face that she has knowing that she is now top shit she is the prophet in this grocery store i i think that it's so much better than it needed to be 
there's nothing I like more than like a radical religious person, especially in like suspense and horror movies. And there's things that do it really well, you know, like Midnight Mass or things that do it really well. Like, it's uh, a good one. The Walking Dead. Sure. Yeah. Even The Walking Dead. Or um, what's the movie that we that we love? Ian, which talk to me? The Crocodile Thrower. The Crocodile Thriller. Thrower. Thrower. Oh, <laughs> the devils. The devils. Like, I love that shit. I just, she was unbelievable. Like, I, I, I couldn't believe, I, I, I couldn't get invested in her character for some reason. Um, A lot of this arc just came out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I couldn't think of the name. Um, oh, but to your point, no, uh, that's cool, though. Because I think that it is a cool setup. I've just seen it done so much better in other areas and different types of media. And I just, I couldn't. I kept comparing in a lot of ways, I guess. I do have to agree with Kyle a little bit. Um, I, I think the character is written fairly well, but I don't think the performance is that great. I, I think it's a performance thing for me. Okay, that's fair. Um, you also have Andre, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, Brower, B-R-A-U-G-H-E-R, who plays uh, Captain Holt in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know if anyone yes, watches that. He does. Yeah, I've he seen does. the first season, and he's I great. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah. Um, Toby Jones. Toby Jones is always fantastic, I think. Finally playing a good guy? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I for sure thought he would have switched. For sure. He was, the, uh, he was the overlooked underdog character. Yeah. Um, um, you got uh, Billy Sads, William Sadler, who was uh, yeah, Hills Run Red, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure enough, plays like um, the same character. And also, apparently, <laughs> um, I know that Laurie Holden is in The Walking Dead, but apparently, there's three more people from The Walking Dead uh, yeah, in this. Melissa McBride. Um, Lori Holden, and then also hmm. Jeffrey Demun. Is it Jeffrey? Okay. He's in it, and then someone named Juan Gabriel Pareja. Yeah, this is like just another reason. I was like, this was a testing bed for Walking Dead. Now I'm telling you, like it was a total testing bed for it. Yeah. Um. So I I think I know the answer to this, but uh, do. Uh, Actually, I don't even know why I'm asking this, but do you guys think the CG holds up? Definitely not. No. I'll go first on this one, Cal. <laughs> Sit back, buddy. Um, no, absolutely not. I think the lighting is atrocious mm. for... I mean, the whole... It, it's really bad. The The whole mist like um, atmosphere does not work well whatsoever. They could have made it... Um, so the so they had practicals with the mist, and it would have looked fantastic. I could I could definitely see that being um, being some fantastic work with with practicals, but the CGI does not hold up whatsoever. And they do use, I think they use a practical for one thing, which is the tentacle in the, yeah. in the garage. Yeah. But um, other than that, it's it's just the lighting is completely off. Really off. I agree with that 100%. I'm going to mirror everything he said, but also throw in that I just think that Anaconda has better CG than this movie. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. That's not I, even this. Like, I'm dead serious. I was thinking that, but I, I can't agree with that. Um, especially based off the Owen Wilson scene. Um, because, like, yeah, that's if, fair. 
Okay, but take it, that away, though. Yeah, yeah, take it away. <laughs> no, all the other ones are... Okay, then the British guy that falls off the waterfall. Um, okay, but take that one away. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I the The one CG scene that really blew me away was after the one bug gets lit on fire and it's chasing Thomas Jane down the aisle... And there's actual fireballs falling off of it. So whatever practical they had, had, you know, actual fire or something fire related on it. So I, I think that they, I wish they would have done less uh, CG stuff, but I don't think it's as bad as it could have been. What sucks about that scene is moments before when he's mm. like walking the aisles and swinging at clearly nothing. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that the guy that gets lit on fire literally decides to jump on everything when he's on fire, <laughs> yeah. igniting everything in his path. Although props to him, that's that was a long scene. They, I think they did it in, in, in a couple of shots, but um, being lit on fire is, is not easy. It was only two shots, though. Oh, if it's only two shots, then he, he did a great job. He did a great job, and that, that was probably pretty um uh, pretty epic stunt by him. I'm kind of curious if it was just cheaper, but like, I feel like since, cause I still think the 18 million is a really low budget for a 2007 film, especially with, um, who they had like the pedigree of the crew. Like, I feel like being in one location, they could have used a lot of practical effects and I think they could have took their time with it too, considering they didn't have to really focus on moving them around to, you know, to different locations or different sets. I think it would have been really easy to do. And I'm kind of surprised that they didn't. I, I'm assuming that was probably a choice, but I wonder why considering the CG was so bad. Do you guys even like the way the monsters look? Yes. You do, Brendan? I, I think that they look very Lovecrafty and very, uh, very cosmic and out of this world. And I, especially the, the creature at the end that stomps past the car, <laughs> I think that thing looks spectacular. It looks like Cloverfield, like the mm -hmm. Cloverfield monster. <laughs> yeah it does um, um i uh, just to answer your question real quick i thought that uh they were interesting looking i the the whole pharmacy sequence would be my absolute fucking nightmare oh for sure <laughs> these spider creatures those things now i don't think the cg looked great on them but the design of them were fucking creepy with their big ass teeth like they almost had like human teeth um, so the designs of them were pretty freaky. And I think, again, I just think that the, that would have looked so cool, practical, like that, that spider would have looked nuts, I think. Um, so I hate the way the spiders look, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. I was done. Um, I hate the way the spiders look. I think it looks stupid and it didn't scare me at all, but there is a moment where the, um, officer like falls off the post and he falls to the ground and the his like back breaks open mm -hmm. and the spiders mm -hmm. just crawl out yeah that shit that shit hit me that shit hit me i stepped on a spider once and um it was apparently like some mother wolf spider and the babies just crawled out through, <sighs> through the bottom of my shoe and on top of it and i screamed like a little girl and i took it off um, I put it at the doorsteps, doorstep of my, um, my house and I never put them on again. Oh, I would have threw them away, dude. They got stolen. So that's jokes ideal. on them, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jokes on them. <laughs> dude, wolf, wolf spiders are no joke. Those things are huge. 
Yeah, that's why I stepped on it. Shout out to Francis Sternhagen, though, that like lights that bitch on fire, dude. That was dope. Shout out to the old people in this movie because they were the only ones really tearing shit up. Absolutely. And the one old lady who throws the can of peas. That's my favorite scene. I was actually going to bring, I was surprised no one brought that up yet, the can of peas scene. It's like probably it. my one of my top ten moments in movie history. It happened so quick, though, dude. <laughs> and she calls him. She she says, "Shut up, you miserable buzzard." I love that. <laughs> I wish she called her a fucking cunt or something, but miserable buzzard. I mean, that's it's fine, I guess. It's like the next step down from cunt. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. See, for I, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on uh, because I love the chaos of this movie. I feel like that that direction wise they do a really good job of creating such a a chaotic environment um my i think my favorite scene the one that gets me so angry is when the radicals turn on private jessup oh yeah i that scene i think is so intense see but this is like again it just seems like the tonal shifts in this movie just seems so dramatic that it it I I can't tell which ones feel in place and which ones feel out of place. Like I like I had no feelings for this dude because he was not in the movie at all, really. And then all of a sudden, I'm supposed to care that he's getting murdered, and for a reason that isn't really explained. It, it just I, I don't know. Like I feel like. If there was way more impactful moments like the end scene, and I know that that was the end, but I'm saying like, it, like if they would have had more of those sprinkled in, if they would have had less characters and focused on a smaller group of people and had more intense moments like like the scene where he gets killed, like um, the guy that you're referring to, um, I just I don't know, I just it, I couldn't get I couldn't get into it, I couldn't get behind it. It sucks, but I couldn't. I like this scene. I thought it. I thought it was the second most polarizing um, moment in the film for sure. Um, it though it is very unexpected and dramatically um, um, different from like the small group of um, that were in the conjugation, but um, it, it was sad and unexpected, and um, I did like it. See, I, I think it does a good job of ramping up to what uh, um, Mrs. What's her name? Cart- Carmody? Carmody. Mrs. Carmody. Carmody. I think it kind of ramps up to her next moment really well because if you think about it, this woman would never kill anyone in, t- in her entire life. She is a God-fearing woman, but now that she has the power of a mob behind her that's going to listen to every single word, once she realizes that they'll kill Private Jessup for her, like, ten minutes later, she says, okay, we're going to kill the boy now, and we're going to kill that slut, too. Not see, words, that's a, not mine. And see, like, another thing is, like, before this happened, 90% of the people in this town thought she was crazy, and hate her and then in a day and a half they all convert and lose their minds like that just seems unrealistic to me even put in the scenario that they're in it just seems for a movie for a film it just it doesn't seem warranted it doesn't seem like legit to me like i don't know 
there is a moment where it's um, the main good crew that um, eventually escape. They're discussing um, like human nature. And I think it's a very well-written scene. Um, Amanda mentions this. She's like, man, people are naturally decent and good people. Um, and then uh, I forgot who it was, but uh, he mentions, I mean, put take the machines away, take the the ability to call 911 and people are left to their own devices and i think ollie ollie yeah yeah ollie he um and they they turn into monsters and i think i think that's a great scene i hey you're just you're selling the movie for me more so <laughs> no um, i i'm enjoying this i'm liking the different perspectives right now um, I like the writing. I write. I really, really like the writing. I just don't like th- the making of the film. I, I don't like the monsters. I don't like the cinematography. Um, some of the acting I don't like, but I, I think it has really great writing. And I think um, it just needs a good a remake with with a with a talented director. And it sucks because this is a talented director. <laughs> he made one of the best movies of all time. But I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about it. Yeah, exactly. There's there's something that's like unfocused about this movie. To me. If you guys could pick one director to remake this movie, who would it be? John Carpenter. No, I'm kidding. Um, let me think about it. You're, you're putting me on the spot. Oh, I know. I'm going to say Jordan Peele. Yeah, I mean, he'd be a no-brainer. He'd be a no-brainer for this, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think... um, I think I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to agree, too. Yeah. Look at that. All right, (laughs) look at us. (laughs) Um, Any, any, before we get into final numbers, any any last thoughts you guys want to share about the movie? Um, I just want to give a shout-out to the Shermanator from American Pie, who got killed. Um, who's one of the first people that got killed? Oh, the is guy that, that Norm? He, yeah, that's Norm. He's the Shermanator in American Pie. And shout out to the guy who got killed, Private Jessup. Uh, he's Star Killer in Star Wars: The Force Unleashed One and Two, and he's a fucking Jedi. He's the apprentice of Darth Vader. So shout out to that guy. He's also in Being Human. He is the American remake. The American remake, yeah, yeah. Hashtag right. my finisher. Where are we at right now? Hashtag my okay. um, all right. So we will kick this off to you. Oh wait, the 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 finale. Do we want to talk about yeah. that? Oh yeah, we, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we gotta God. talk about that, right? Yeah. Like, God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> how can we forget? Like, come on. One of the best endings in horror history. Um, I agree. I agree. Imagine, well. have, imagine having to to fucking kill your son, and then it all ends right then. This is um, Kyle's first time watching that. Yeah, Has yeah, that been spoiled for you? Uh, no, 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 no. I had no, I had no clue. I mean, I guess I'll just oh. start my thoughts on it yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah, you go first. So I had no clue about, like, I, I knew nothing about this movie. Like, I didn't even know that there was, like, aliens or creatures in it. So um, I went in completely blind. When it got, to, like, I was riding pretty mid this whole movie. And then um, when that happened, that scene happened, and I saw the shots go off, and then I saw, the, like, the girl's head hit the window, and I was like, no, they didn't. <laughs> I was like, no, they didn't. And then it showed the inside of the car. And I was like, dude, that is, I literally said, I was like, that is so fucking awesome. And uh, when it played out at the end, 
and you see the tanks roll in, I was like, I like, I almost wanted to just start a slow clap. Like I, like I almost <laughs> wanted to start a slow clap. And they have that fucking like I, um, I looked it up. They have a this duo orchestra musical duo called Dead Can Dance that was doing that very like orchestral music behind it, fucking just head in it, head in the feels. And um, not to go off on a tangent really quick, but this kind of goes back to my explanation when I texted you after Midnight Mass, Brendan, and I said, Midnight Mass was great, but it wasn't depressing enough for me. And I couldn't explain why. This is the tone that I thought Midnight Mass was going to end on. This is, this is, I love when movies just, just do it. Like, and they fucking did it and it ends on a bad note and there's no happy ending and I fucking love it. And I thought this was the tone that Midnight Mass was going to and I'm going to stop gushing about the ending of this movie right now because it's awesome and I'll let you guys talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to let me go first? Um, I thought that this is, I, I do think that this is one of the best endings in film history. Um, along with like Korean films that have a very morbid, um, usually have very morbid endings. Um, this was like the first time I've ever seen a bad ending in, in the sense of like depressing. Um, and I just thought it was amazing. I thought it was, yeah, it, 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 I think it still holds up and, um, I'm glad Kyle, um, thinks it holds up as well, um, in the year 2022. So that, that makes me very happy. I'm just glad that Frank Darabont fought so hard to keep this ending because I guess the studio wanted to change it. Um, and he's, he said that he would not make the movie unless it had this ending. So I wish, I wish the movie had more of this tone throughout it, though. That's all I'll say. Sorry. I didn't mean to go off on a bad note. Sorry. No, the ending's great. Oh, shit. What a, I, would, I would say it's one of the best endings in, in horror film history. Yeah. Um, it's a good it's a good one yeah, it's, it's fantastic. a good one uh love child death um okay so ian <coughs> hit, hit us with your final thoughts um i know i shat on this movie i i, I, I probably came off a little confused um in my in my delivery there but i do like this movie quite a bit it is a classic um and i think the the ending makes it a classic absolutely um, the things that I don't like about it, the monsters, the CGI does not hold up the, um, lighting obviously, but I think, and, and the, the camera work, oh my God, the random zooms and they're way too close and, and the filter on the movie, oh, God, okay. Okay. The good thing. So the good, the good thing. So, um, it, it's well-written very well written. I think there is some really good character moments, um, really good acting. Um, obviously the whole like, um, religious nut job has happened in film before and especially in post-apocalyptic films. But, uh, this is, um, one of the few that really put you like right next to that situation. Like you, we see every single, um, stage of which people are slowly becoming monsters and slowly um, converging to this to this religious cult and th this conjugation and and succumbing to this evil woman, um, and, and eventually like just losing their humanity, right? Um, 
I think it does a really well job at that. And I'm going to give this movie a four stars and a heart. Oh, fuck. Holy shit. Okay. Yes. I was not expecting that. Um, Oh, I'm thrown off. I'm shaking. Uh, Kyle. Uh, yeah, this movie's all right. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, uh, the tone and the story premise that it goes for has been done so many times and it's done better in a lot of other forms of media. Um, not to say it's bad. Um, it's just, uh, it's okay. And the things they tackle are, uh, again, it's just been done a lot better in a lot of other movies. And going into this, this is not like a new take for me. It's not something I've, I'm new to seeing. So, um, it was all right. And I think that the writing is actually, um, one of its weakest parts of the movie. And I don't really like how the story, um, complements the character progression. Um, I didn't feel invested in really any of the characters. And I was pretty much bored through, I would say, most of it. Um, I think the character design is cool, but the CG is really bad. Um, I think if you take out the grocery store location and the fog premise, you have this same scenario just done better in other areas. So um, it was good. I'm glad I finally saw it. It has a really, really good ending. I love the ending. Um, but this movie just didn't do it for me. Uh, I was going to give it a two and a half, but I think after the ending, I'll bump it up to a three. So I'm going to give it a three stars. Three stars. Okay. And no heart. I take it. All right. Um, 2007's Oscar bait. The mist is a movie that I have watched on TV many times. It's a movie that if it's on, I will go out of my way to watch it i i thoroughly enjoy the the chaos i personally like how the movie looks i like how it feels i think that the that the the score is uh fantastic i love the the creature design it's the cosmic lovecraftian shit that i go nuts for um and it's a it's a movie that i can just sit there and enjoy watching um so i'm gonna give it a four with a heart um and that brings the total uh the the ruminations of red room rating of this movie a very fitting 3.666 repeating with a heart oh wait oh i guess i have to round it down right 3.6 probably but if hey i'm feeling gracious if you want to bump it up to a four i'm cool with that as if we can do three point five, no, do four, do four, do four, do four, do four. No, go ahead. Because no, no, okay, look here's here's my argument on this one. Okay, I'll, I'll, child I'll, stand, death. I'll stand in your guys' uh, corner for this because you guys both gave it a heart. I feel like that at least should bump it up another point five. Jeez. Okay, Jeez. all right. There you go. Then there that you means two thousand and seven's the mist sits at a 4.0 with a heart and that makes me heart okay so i do want to say something um i really want to see a remake of this but how can you do that ending again you can't you can't yeah you can't 
<sighs> yeah, it's almost like we like we just this is the miss we got. This is the miss we're gonna get. So, <laughs> I'm not saying bit. it was wasted on this movie, but but, well, but it kind of was. <laughs> <sighs> but that's like a ten out of ten ending for. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It is a uh, amazing ending. Like that's why this movie is. Oh man, like it had me. It, it didn't have me at all until the ending. And I was like, yeah. oh man, he had me for the last five minutes. That fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> 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 no, but four and a heart. Four and a heart. All right. Heart. All right. Yeah. So before we get to America's favorite game, uh, listen to a word from the other wonderful shows on the Rumination Radio Network while we take a thick piss break. You know what they all say. Fantasy football is like a box of chocolates. And I know you. You love fantasy football, and you love chocolates. Well, 25 Yards Later is a fantasy football podcast with top-notch analysis, earworm music, and plenty of laughs. Each week, we dive deep into four games, putting every fantasy-relevant and occasionally fantasy-irrelevant player under a microscope. Block out all the haters with 25 Yards Later, available wherever you get your podcasts, but maybe not where you get your chocolates. Welcome back. Uh, I hope Mitch leaves all of that in because that was a riveting conversation. Um, it is time to play America's favorite game show. Is it Fred? Is it Rotten? Is it Fred? I don't know. The game where... Oh, I'm so going to butcher this, Kyle. The game where I make my co-hosts guess the <laughs> I'm, I'm getting i'm getting there where i make my co-host guess the uh rotten tomatoes audience score based off of reading them the description of the movie as well as the genre uh there are two rounds first round you get one point second round you get another point uh, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah uh did I did I miss any? Oh, there, it's scored out of a hundred. Uh, if it's fresh, <laughs> sixty. Um, no, the the Rotten Tomatoes is scored out. I'm fucking this up so bad. I think they get the gist. Um, I think you get the gist. They couldn't get it off of that. Like, come on. <laughs> um, all right. Do you, to, do you want me to do my little my little shindig? Uh, I, I I think we got it. I think cool. we hit the main points. Go ahead. I think we- all right, number one. Are you ready? Hit me with Cabin Fever number seven. <laughs> Requiem of the Squanch. See, whatever. Oh, Jesus. Okay. A compendium of five short but terrifying tales contained within a single full-length feature. This film conjures scares from traditional boogeymen and portents of doom. In one story, a monster escapes from its holding cell. Another focuses on a husband, Liam Neeson, with a creative way of getting back at his cheating wife. Other stories concern a rural man, Stephen King, and a visitor from outer space, and a homeowner, E.G. Marshall, with huge bug problems, has, and has, Jesus Christ, and a homeowner, he has Jesus Christ. With, oh, wow. They actually fucked. They fucked up the description, but 
he has bug problems and (laughs) (laughs) they completely fucked up that description um genre horror combi fantasy i don't know what you just said so i'm just gonna go with um i definitely have never seen this in my life um oh unless it's like creep show i don't know no tales from the dark side Tales from the Hood too. I'm gonna go fall false. I'm gonna go. (laughs) Oh my god! What is happening? (laughs) I'm gonna go uh, uh, run. Derailed. Run. Yes. If it's, I don't think it's Creep Show. If it's Creep Show, it's it's fresh. But if it's Tales from the Dark Side, I'm gonna go run. So I'm gonna go run. Nope. Yeah, I'm going to go run. Final answer? I'm going fresh. I'm going fresh as well. <laughs> that wasn't... I wasn't leading with... Okay. You're both going fresh? Yep. <laughs> no. Right, well, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not in. Fresh. All right. Um, well, unfortunately, you guys are both right. Oh, Get you the percentage. You got me with that one. Okay, so it is um, Creep Show. I'm going to go 84. I'm going to go 75. 76. 76. And it's within 10 now. I remember. Uh, but I'm hosting. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, no, fine. Fine. We'll do 10. What did you say? 76? 76. All right. Kyle is running away with this one. So, oh, my pen just died. Hold with on. One point. All right, because uh, it is a sixty-eight. Oh damn! It is Kyle. Hold on. Let me write down these points. Okay. Um, it is nineteen eighty-two's Creep Show, directed mm-hmm. by George Arnold Romero. Hell yeah! Uh, written by Stephen King. Great movie. Never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are we ready for numero two? Dude, I just love getting the movie on the dot and then still losing. Hit me with the next one, Brendan. Mike Enslin is a successful author who enjoys worldwide acclaim debunking supernatural phenomena. Before he checks into the Dolphin Hotel, that is. Ignoring the warnings of the hotel manager, Samuel Jackson, he learns the Mm -hmm. meaning of real terror when he Mm -hmm. spends the night in a reputedly haunted room. Gonna go rotten with 45%. Hold on, hold on. Settle down. Genre, horror, mystery, thriller. I know exactly what movie this is. Yeah, obviously. Ian is saying rotten. I want to say that People don't like this movie that much. I don't mind it. I actually think it's pretty decent. I haven't seen it in forever. Whenever pretty, this movie came out, that's I want to say, say it's good. I want to say it's good. <laughs> that's I'm gonna go. Answer. I'm gonna go rotten as well. Unfortunately, even though I don't think it deserves it. Ian, what you, you said, rotten. I said forty-five percent. Okay. Well, you are both wrong it is Ooh, really? uh, uh, 2007's 1408 uh based on a stephen king uh short story of the same title 
It has a 61%. Wow. That's a good right one. Right there. Good one. Right, right there. All right. Are we? Uh, so right now we're sitting Kyle 2, Ian 1. Um, <laughs> are we ready for number three? I'm ready. Angry locals greet several teens when they visit a lake near a horror novelist's home. They face imminent death in ways straight from the man's stories and race to solve the murders before everyone dies. Genre, comedy, horror. What's the tenth word in that sentence, Brennan? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. Lake. Lake. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> this is going to be run. Just so we don't keep... Just so we can make it interesting. I'm going to go fresh. Oh, all right. Uh, Ian, you are correct. Guess the person. Let's go get shit on, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, Fifty. Forty-eight. Forty-six. Final. Forty-six. Okay, uh, you are wrong. It is a twelve percent. We are talking about two thousand and thirteen's comedy horror slasher. You can't kill Stephen King. Whoa, that's a movie. Um, that movie is <laughs> garbage. Uh, I watched it once, and um, this was actually Kyle. The movie I asked you about. If I could pick one that doesn't have a critics. Um, score that would make sense because there are zero reviews from critics for this movie that would make sense um all right so we are now sitting at two two this could uh we are tied deadlocked we are docked and ready to go um are you guys ready for number four it's anyone's game it is and I, I am also ready and I just want to say it one time really quick because it's it's just I gotta get it off my chest guess the percentage okay good that, was I not saying that no I just had to say it oh okay alright number four I'm kind of <laughs> hoping this goes into another tie round because I have another one loaded up Ooh. um a writer whatever encounters- Kyle says that's where I'm going <laughs> that's where I'm going a writer encounters a pair of sinister new residents when he turn when he returns to his main hometown to research a project genre horror mystery thriller is this that one johnny depp movie i was thinking the same <laughs> fucking thing dude i'm not i'm not doing i don't think so though, it's like the he, black window he's not researching anything it's called the secret window the secret he's window. not researching anything i don't think he's just trying to write a write a novel since it's so short, can you just repeat it again for me, please? Yeah, of course. Why not? <laughs> a writer encounters a pair of sinister new residents when he returns to his main hometown to research a project. Do you guys want me to hit you with the lead actor? No. His hometown? Yeah. No. Don't. No. Don't, no. Yeah, do it, though. Yeah, just do it. Rob Lowe. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rob Schneider. Rob and Lowe. This I've is, never I, seen I Rob Lowe from now. my life. I know this movie now. Um, I'm going to say, I think, I love the book, actually. But I, I'm going to say, 
Actually, I don't know if this is well received. Rotten. This has to be. I, I, I will say, Young Blood. It's the hockey movie starring um, Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze. So, and I believe that's Rotten. It's not one of the. It's not one of the better sports movies. So I'm gonna I'll go just rotten. say I was surprised when I saw the percentage for this one. I'm gonna go fresh. <laughs> God damn it, Brennan! <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to do this. Okay, all right. Um, fuck. I'd be an idiot not to go fresh at this point. Fuck it. I'll give Ian another point. Run. And Kyle runs with it. Kyle. <laughs> Guess the percentage. I got baited. The percentage. I'm going to guess... 35. You're close. It's uh, 48. You're close, but you're still wrong. <laughs> and that that was a uh, 2004's Salem's Lot, uh, oh, directed by Michael Salomon, uh, based off of the Stephen King story. Oh, is that a remake? Because I'm pretty sure the yeah, that, that's like a remake of a uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I love that movie. I was I was so surprised when I saw that it had a uh. 54 critic 48 audience yeah hit us with the tiebreaker on them okay i'll hit you with the tiebreaker all right all right all right since, since we're tied they're not tied <laughs> a physician bert stanton and his girlfriend vicky drive across the midwest to his new job their trip comes to a sudden halt when they encounter the body of a murdered boy in the road in trying to contact the authorities, Bert and Vicky wander into a small town populated only by children, followers mm. of sinister young preacher Isaac Croner. Soon, the couple is, flee is fleeing the youthful fanatics who want to sacrifice them to their demonic deity. Genre Fresh. horror mystery thriller. Fresh. I exactly, like this movie, right? Fresh. exactly what this movie is. This is... The Halle Berry starring film Gothica. Um, I thought you were going to say Catwoman. That, that would have been better. Catwoman. Um, no, I'm going to rotten. Absolutely. It's rotten. I'm people pretty sure like all of these films are rotten. Really? For people yeah. like for the audience score though? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't. I thought people liked this movie. I'm going to go fresh still. I guess. Ian, you just tied it up. Damn right. <laughs> Guess the first Hit me with I got thirty-eight. Go. I think that might be too low. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with forty-five. Wait, Kyle, you guessed fresh. I'm sure, you went fresh, Kyle. So <laughs> did I? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm still gonna guess forty-five though. In spirit, though. In spirit. Um, oh, Ian, what did you say? Since we're going by Kyle's rules, oh. you got it. It is at 40%. 1984's Children of the Corn. Wait, I was that too off. Either way. <laughs> what do you mean? No, Kyle's rule is by 10. 10 points. Yeah, yeah, I said 38. It's 40, right? Okay, well then you got it in the other direction. He's saying you got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This 
been this a forty percent. Yeah, this episode has gone <laughs> off the rails. Sorry, Mitch. Oh boy. But okay, so uh, so Ian, you're uh, one point ahead. Kyle, you want me to do another one? No, <laughs> no, we're good. I'll take the L. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll make it more interesting to get you caught up more to Brendan. You know, can what we I'm just saying? combine our points? I'm down with that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Even if we do, we're still like six off from Brendan. You almost got me right there with that, but I'm a generous guy. I was just going to give you my points, but. I think you got to earn them. I think you got to earn them. Well, anyways, this has been another chaotic episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the boy with a bullet hole in his head of the Ruminations Radio Network. I have been your host, Brendan, the New Blood, and with us, as always, is Ian with Tweez goes to Ian, baby. Um, Michael should definitely check this movie out. This is right up his alley. I'm surprised this isn't based in Alaska. And Kyle with the key. Splice together Cloverfield with The Walking Dead and you'll have the same movie with the better characters. Stay misty, folks. Stay misty. I could I could hear your piss. I'm like a good one. It was alright. It was decently hydrated. It was a nice mellow yellow. Yeah, it was like um when you kind of barely put like uh, lemonade um, powder in water. So it's like you put you you put like a couple grains in there. So it's like kind of <laughs> yellow, but it's mostly just water. So it's decent, but it, it could, I could be more hydrated. Same. <laughs> I pride myself on how clear my pee can be. <laughs> See, I, I, I live on the edge of where, like, I'm not dehydrated, but I could use some water. I feel like I could drink my pee sometimes. Like, it's just water. <laughs> I would be curious. You know what, never mind. And we're... I'm actually the same way, Brennan. Or, I mean, um, we both try just drinking each other's pee, because then it's not weird if we're drinking our own, right? I was done with that conversation. Oh, sorry. And it's not gay (laughs) if you drink your best friend's pee.